0: Wanda! (laughs) Wanda, you just used a spell to conjure a six-pack of white claw. So what? That's chaos magic, Wanda. And that makes you the Scarlet Basic Bitch Witch.
1: Oh my god, totes. So, was that a yas or no on the pumpkin spice latte? Ah,
0: uh, sure. But no oat milk this time. That shit ruins my coffee. Get it? Runes? Like magic runes, Wanda?
1: Yeah, I get it. Runes. Very funny. <laughs> it's
0: terrible.
1: <laughs> So, uh, wanna go back to my house and look at Joss Whedon's concept art of Vision's dick?
0: Depends. Is it white vision or dark vision? Oh, it's dark vision for sure. Oh, well, then hell yes. Mama wants a dark hold on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm supposed to catcall. <laughs> dark hold wonder get it Come on, shop, well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform
1: now. We're best of friends co-hosting all of our shows now. It's time, it's time, time to, to celebrate, celebrate our inner With new shows for you to blast every freaking week.
0: Come on, shop, it's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you Rob, my geeks speak has crazy tech. We move of Marvel, DC's okay. Our content rocks. Geek news all day! We're gamers too! We play for fun! I'm Trekkie
1: proud! Fizzers to stand! Film and TV! Our force is
0: strong! Geek so to speak! Where you belong! Geek so to speak, so to speak, Kick so to speak, Kick so to speak, geek 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 so to speak! Welcome back, fellow geeks, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking comic books, we're talking video games, we're talking geek news, we're talking everything in between, and this week is no different. We have a big, big show for you guys this week. I am your co-host, Wonder Rob, coming at you live well, semi-live from Southern California, and on the line with me, the Yin to my Yang, the uh, the Agatha Harkness to my Wanda, or or the White Vision to my uh, Dark Vision. <laughs> Is that the official name? Anyway, Shoff, how's it going, Shoff?
1: <laughs> I would be the pasty white. Vision
0: <laughs> is what I would Ooh. do.
1: <laughs> needs
0: a, Touché, my friend. Needs
1: a suntan vision. No, I'm doing great, Wonder
0: Rob. Thanks for asking. Well, good. I don't remember if I asked. Oh, I did ask. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you're doing good. <laughs> All right, fellow geeks. This is a big, big week. Uh, we're recording this episode a little behind schedule, but for good reason. Because WandaVision. Just wrapped up on Disney Plus. The series is over. There's probably not going to be another season, or at least that's what we think. So, we pushed off the episode recording so we can get that last episode under our belt so we can come at you with all the spoilers, all the hot takes for WandaVision. So, We're going to get to that towards the end of the episode, but I am going to warn you now. We're going to spoil the living heck out of WandaVision. So if you have not finished that series, please just listen through Geek News and then pause. Don't delete the download. And then just come back once you've finished watching WandaVision. We'll warn you again when we get there. But I just wanted to put that up front because this is is fresh content, Shaw. That's right. It's fresh. Okay. So now that I got that out of the way... We do have a big episode. We're going to talk about WandaVision, like I already mentioned. we got all the latest and greatest geek news. Uh, If this is your first time listening to Geek, so to speak, hey, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you're not already subscribed, do me a personal favor. Open up your Apple Podcast, your Google Play, your uh, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it is. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you're one of the privileged folks that have the opportunity to leave us a review... Why don't you do that? Leave us a review. And if you do, regardless of whatever it says, we're going to give you a very special shout-out on the show. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But that is the geek, so to speak, guarantee. For our returning listeners, thank you. Thank you so much for being part of the Geek Nation. You are our podcast fluffers. I've told you every time I host the podcast, <laughs> your job to keep us hard, and rock hard. And you do that. By telling all your friends, <laughs> by liking our posts, by uh, interacting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good places. So thank you so much for keeping us hard as we can be, our podcast fluffers. Oh, boy. Oh, and if, if you want to suggest any content for the show, any news that you want us to review, any general questions you want to ask us, by all means, shoot us a line at geekso 2 Podcast at gmail.com, and then we will read that on the show. So that's another geek, so to speak, guarantee. All right. Now that we got all the business out of the way, Shaf, let's get to the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Shaf and I, and you know this, Shaf. I'm not explaining this to you. I'm explaining this to the listeners. Shaf and I. Don't explain it to me. Don't explain it to me at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's racist. That's two in two weeks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Or am I? Uh, I for- lost my whole train of thought on that. Anyway, for the returning listeners and the new listeners, you know Schaff and I, we're best friends. We've been best friends for years. We talk all week, every week before, during, and after each podcast, so we know what's going on in each other's lives. But we do like to pretend, for your sake, that we don't know what's going on with each other. So here's where we put on the facade and act like we don't know what's going on. So Shaf, how's your week been? <coughs> <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> uh, my week
1: has been going pretty great. Pretty great. It's a uh, First of all, it's a... Uh, Payday week, so it's always nice when you get that oh, sh- money. It's always nice when you. Get Hell that. yeah! So, um, but in addition to that, my tax re- refund came uh, to my bank account like two days prior to my paycheck. So it's been like money, double payday. Just like yeah, double double payday. Uh, so, um, and and I've been anxiously awaiting these these paydays because um, I really want to get this studio in the new house up to the geek standard that I'm trying to go for. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so over, over the past week I've been making purchases and starting to get things together. And so I'm super excited about that. Um, for instance, um, I got a new TV today. One Rob. We were talking about that recently. Um, I got a 55 inch Vizio, uh, Q L E D 4k HDR television. Shoot. You went all out. I was shocked, thoroughly shocked by how affordable these TVs are now.
0: Well, you got it at Sam's Club, right?
1: I did. I went to Sam's Club. Yeah. We set up a membership. We went this morning. We set up a whole membership and we got a whole bunch of other stuff we needed for around the house and whatnot. And we both agreed that it was like really well worth getting that membership because it was like a 100 bucks for the year. And then I got these crazy deals on on stuff. Um, I also got a new computer chair. I've been using Sarah's desk chair, and it's really it's it's it, the the chair was pink. It was cloth. <laughs> it 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 just did not look right. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on.
0: I didn't know this. You're telling me for the last hundred and uh, forty three episodes. Well, no, I take it back. Let's say the last when when did you when did you mo- guys move in together? It must like like over a little over a year ago. It feels like. I so g- let's just say hypothed. You've been sitting in a little pink chair for a little over a year.
1: <laughs> no. Well, yes and no. I had a I had a computer chair that was like it was like an IKEA plastic chair, very uncomfortable. Not padded or anything. And it's also form-fitting, like, eh, but it's not comfortable to sit in because, um, I don't know, just for long periods of time, it's not a comfortable chair. Um, the Swedes don't know how to make a comfortable chair, is basically what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: um, Shots fired. <clears throat> Friend of the show, the Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Get your act
1: together. But... Um, I ended up giving it to Goodwill and donating it for someone else to be uncomfortable in. Um, And therefore, I had no chair. And she had two chairs, so I was borrowing hers. So I officially gave it back to her uh, with a bunch of boogers on the underside of the chair. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nose goblins, that's your collection. I was like, do not turn this chair over. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't eat those because I'm saving them. Okay, <laughs> it's not candy <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: So yeah, but I, I went and got a computer chair Really nice, comfortable, lumbar support You know, I'm all about that back that back, you know? So, um, so I got, but I got new, new chair, new TV, new Joy-Con controllers cause Nintendo. Oh yeah, that's right. Refuses to recognize the Joy-Con drift issue as something that they want to fix personally for no charge. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I got a couple of new uh, sets of those. Uh, I'm working on a comic book wall, Wonder Rob, to go behind oh, yeah, right. the TV. It's going to be a focal mm-hmm. point, an accent wall, and it's going to feature all of my Uncle Kerry's, uh comic books. And I did a, a, a count the other day because uh, I was going through them and I started buying these top loaders so I can properly display them. I'm going to basically take the top loader, I'm going to put the obviously the comic book inside, and then I'm going to use a command strip on the back of it and then put that up against the wall. So that way I can take them down and read them if I really want to, but otherwise they're going to be a great display. They're in they'll be in great condition uh um which is cuz there some of them are some of them feel like they would literally like disintegrate in your hands if you tried to read them.
0: <laughs> I've seen the pictures of yeah, them. Yeah, some uh, of them they look like they've uh, they've seen some shit. Yeah,
1: they've probably been <laughs> through endless moves. Uh I mean, these are comic books dating back to the early 60s. Uh, so there's 10 comic books from the 1960s and then 82 comic books from the 1970s. Uh, basically a combination of the bronze and silver age of comic books for those that are collectors. Um, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to a local comic book shop in Fort Collins nearby. Uh, the place is called Beta's Thingamajigget's. Beat thing thingamajiggets. <laughs> and um, I, I met the owner there. His name's Caleb. Um, awesome, awesome dude. Uh, this guy had some great recommendations. We were talking about comic books and all sorts of stuff. Him and his wife own this store. It's actually half comic book shop and, like, geek merchandise and stuff. And then the other half is a flower shop. Oh, wow. It's it's the <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's really cool. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but it's, it's no, actually really that's cool. That's
0: smart. That's smart because you go to the comic book store, you spend that tax refund on comics, figures, toys, and then you save the little, what you have left, get that girl of yours some flowers to apologize for spending all the (laughs)
1: time. Right, yeah. She's like, but we need a dining room table.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Babe, who needs a dining room table when you have all four Ninja Turtle Funkos? Yeah. Okay? These... This is an investment, babe. Okay. (laughs) This is an investment in my child's future.
1: (laughs) 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 So... but I I ended up going down there uh, Sarah went and got her nails uh, done and while she was doing taking care of that I decided to go to the comic book shop so I took Emily and I put her into like the harness the little baby harness and we went into the comic book shop and she was amazing she was great she she had her little beanie on it was super duper cold so she had like a little beanie and her, her winter jacket and everything um, but I actually bought her her first comic book my little pony Friendship is magic.
0: Oh, bought her, her. Wait, how old is your daughter? <laughs>
1: She's eight months old.
0: Ah, yes, yes, yes. You bought her the My Little Ponies comic books. I see. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm mostly going to read them for the articles, but uh... <laughs> I, I'm not implying anything. You're going in that direction right now. It's shop. weird. I'm the pages are really sticky. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this conversation is not going the I, direction i I wanna, I I wanna confess finished. to
1: the fans something. Um so the only reason I chose My Little Pony is because uh uh-huh. we've been watching My Little Pony. Uh it's the only thing that she has any amount of attention for uh when it comes to the TV. She does not watch the oh, really? TV. Like we've tried to put like a TV show on, like a a, a cartoon or um or like like baby shark or something like that. It's just like the stuff that like babies would be into there's this like coco melon youtube channel or whatever um she just does not stay engaged doesn't stay engaged to anything so uh but my little pony she'll be she'll last for me about 10 minutes of my little pony and that's 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 saying something for her so but the problem is that i'm finding that i'm actually enjoying my little pony (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm watching it, and I'm realizing that I'm watching it more than Emily's watching it. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, I might,
0: I might be a Brony. I I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. Hey, to each their own. Shop to each their own. That while while I myself am not familiar with My Little Pony, I do know that uh, friend of the show Weird Al Yankovic has voiced a few episodes. So just keep an eye out for those, and you can let me know if they're any good. Oh, yeah.
1: That's awesome. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, real quick, uh, I don't. I want to make sure to give Wonder Rob some time here and move on to some other stuff, too. But um, I wanted to briefly mention I bought some graphic novels the other day. One of the ones that was rec- recommended by Caleb was Paper Girls, Volume 1. It's going to be made into an Amazon uh, Prime show. Uh, it's already been cast, apparently. So um, I would say this is a good one to sort of get in on the mix.
0: Paper Girls is what it's called. Paper Girls. Just picture you going, I'm Caleb. No, you be Caleb. Say, say, you should read Paper Girls. Hey, say it. You're Caleb. Uh, hey, um, I think you should read Paper Girls. Oh, I got a stack of hustlers in my bedroom <laughs> under the bed. I don't. I already, I'm ahead of you, Caleb. I like your style. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Nice. (laughs) Well, anyways, this one,
1: apparently, uh, it's in uh, in the early hours after Halloween of 1988, four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls uncover the most important story of all time. Apparently, this is very much like Stranger Things. So mm-hmm. if you like stranger things, this is a really good comic uh, to check out. I also picked up the Department of Truth, Volume 1, The End of the World. This is basically a comic book that explores a world in which if you all the conspiracies that you know of, that they are actually real. And there's this group that is trying to keep uh, you from believing that they are in fact. Uh, anything more than just a theory, so um, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Excited about that, and then um, I've been really into X Men. So Dawn of X is the next one in the books to read. So Volume One of of uh, Dawn of X because I finished House of X and Powers of X, the uh, Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run. This is uh, the first volume called No Fear. Uh, so, mm-hmm. checking that out. And then I also got a Star Trek graphic novel called The Q Conflict. And it basically brings together the crews of the original series, Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and they're meeting for the first time in a contest of unwilling champions brought together by Q. Q is like the best character in Star Trek. So, um, so, yeah. But I got a lot of reading to do now. So, uh, But the the thing I just finished, and I know Wonder Rob and I said we were going to briefly talk about it, was The Vision,
0: the complete collection. Oh, right, 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 did right. Did you finish right, that, right, Wonder right, Rob? Right, 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 oh, right. Yeah, of course I did. I made it a point. That's what I spent most of my week doing, actually. Well, then I want to give you... Finishing The Vision. Yeah,
1: I want to give you the rest of the floor. We can talk about The Vision, but tell me about your week, my man.
0: Well, just like always, <laughs> I say this every week, and it never changes. That's, that's the beauty of the situation, Shaf. I'm, uh, I work in engineering <clears throat> and design, and just like always, I have more work than I have actually time to complete it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've been working all day today, Shaf, a Saturday, up until about 30 minutes before we started recording, even. Ridiculous. <sighs> I know. It's crazy. It's crazy, but that's neither here nor there. But outside of work, I had an eventful week. Uh, Well, first and foremost, I spent a lot of my extra time reading The Vision. Uh, I do have some thoughts on that. I will say right now that I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. And it was recommended and provided to me by friend of the show slash Schaff's arch nemesis, Vactor. Uh, and real quick, Schaaf, before I finish telling you about my week, uh, friend of the show slash Schaaf's arch nemesis of actor, congratulations to him. Yeah. Because just yesterday, Schaff, he gave birth to a bouncing baby boy. I mean, well, his wife gave birth. <laughs> <laughs> or did he? Who knows? But he's a—he's finally a
1: dad. That's why he always sends me pictures from the neck up, because he's been hiding that belly. I didn't realize that he's, <laughs> you know, that's what it basically has all been.
0: Don't body shame. <laughs> Don't mean, he, body he shame put our his, pregnant friend. there. He even put his face his wife. on
1: on Superman. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the picture that he sent me. Like was a his own face. Like he's totally dodging that midsection. So, um, you know, who knows? Who
0: knows? He, yes. Well, congratulations to him. And I got the hot scoop. He told me his son's name. Shot. Oh. Now, he he. He had to get permission from his wife to tell me, and I don't know if he has permission or if I technically have permission to tell you and the internet his baby's name. But you know what? I'm going to throw caution to the wind. He doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Vactor named his newborn son Robert Jimmy Vector. That's right. He named the boy after both of us. So that's shout amazing out to our new friend of the show, Robert Jimmy Vector, only two days old as time of recording. Uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> I, I am thrilled for this new baby nemesis. Uh, it's wonderful. I you hope- know, maybe your baby's your baby can fight his baby. <laughs> and my son can just sit there Eating uh, Cheetos from a bag, Yeah, that's one of his favorite He can be activities. the quote-unquote ref, or the, the, uh, um, the commentator, you know, from the side. <laughs> of like, oh, powerbomb, powerbomb. I'm sure my boy would rather be watching Blaze and the Monster Machines, which is his new favorite show. Oh. Anyway, neither here nor there. Let me keep telling you about my week. So I finished... Reading the vision. Uh, I got my first COVID vaccine this week, Shaw. I told you the harrowing story about that. Uh, I'll I'll give uh, the listeners the truncated version, but I was scheduled to get a COVID shot this week. And my wife went first, and they did not give her the vaccine because they didn't believe we were qualified when in fact we are. So we. uh, Were you guys, by the way, were
1: you guys dressed up in like. Old people outfits like, were you trying to pass
0: don't you know pass across silly. as like
1: 65 years old? You're like, <laughs>
0: no, I've seen you shop. dress as an old man. I had her on my shoulders, and we had a long trench coat. Oh, yeah, and she had a hat <laughs> and a fake mustache. And we were like, We're here for a, I mean, I'm here like, for my vaccine. <laughs> You're like, Hello, good fine sir. <laughs> jolly good day to you Uh, it's a fine day to be vaccinated because I am amongst the population of people who are retired and living with um, getting their social security checks and did I mention I'm over 65 (laughs) (laughs) I'm the ripe old age of 69 wink if you catch my drip and that's when they pointed at the door I, I have old that. balls. <laughs> so old. <laughs> so very old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. But we did. Uh, we we fixed the problem, and we got our vaccine. So that's good. I got mine. My wife got hers. We have to go back in a month and get the other one. Dude, my arm is still sore. It's like I don't know what they did, but they friggin' got me. But I did get that, so I'm halfway there. I've been playing a lot of God of War, Shaf. I'm getting further into that. I missed that game. I told you last week that when it first came out, I started getting into it, but then for some reason I just stopped playing it. Who knows why, but I took it upon myself to get back into it since it's free with that uh, PlayStation Plus membership on PlayStation 5, Shaf. Uh, and I have been enjoying it. I, I need to recommend to people if you're a, a silly guy like me who decided to play it and then quit, that was stupid. Get back into the game.
1: Do not hit it and, and uh, quit it.
0: Yes. And the last thing I spent my week trying to do Shoff. there's a buddy of mine, a really good buddy of mine. I would even I would even put him in best friend status who does not have a PS5. Uh, but has been trying desperately to get one. Uh, I'm talking about you, Shaw. <laughs> I was
1: like, who um, do I have to beat up?
0: <laughs> <laughs> best friend is a, is a tier. Let's just put that out here. It's It goes, wife, best friends, and I only say that because I think she might be behind me. <laughs> it goes, wife, best friends, Friends, acquaintances, colleagues, strangers. Baby. But anyway. <laughs> you shoff don't have a PS5 yet, and you and I tried like the Dickens this Ugh, week.
1: Man, we really to did. get
0: you to get you a PlayStation 5 from the Walmart drop that happened this week. I got my PlayStation 5 when back when it was pre-orders from Walmart and after trying to get you to score you a PlayStation 5 with this Walmart drop i have no idea how i managed to get <laughs> a hold of one for real yeah it was they must they just must have like 10 in 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 their entire stock because they'll say Okay, 3 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be doing a batch release, so just be ready for that. And then the entire planet <laughs> <so> is <laughs> on their phones, computers, and just, like, waiting for it. It is it is impossible, Shaf. And you and I tried... For I think oh, a little over an hour to get oh, one yeah. because they were dropping them every ten minutes. Yeah, every
1: wave and we we tried our our best. We were, I mean I felt like I was a bot in my own right in the sense of the amount of times I was clicking and refreshing. Like I felt like I was being really like on it, and I don't know how anyone could have gotten it.
0: Now I got I got so far as to be being, being able to get it into my cart and to start putting my credit card information in but by the time i put my credit card information in and hit purchase it said error out of stock <sighs> and that was the very last time we we tried which was maybe an hour and a half later from Damn. when we initially started and i thought i had it for you i was like yes he's finally going to get it and i got i got boned on that one so i say you just got to be patient shop they'll come out eventually It'll be easier soon or depending on how bad you want that PS5. If you really want it, really really bad, there are other ways to get it. But that's your choice. It's
1: true. It's true. I'm not going to I'm I'm not willing to pay more than retail, but here's what I am willing to do is apparently the bundles, they take a little bit longer to sell. So it's easier to get a bundle than it is to get the system because it's just a lot more money and people don't necessarily have that kind of liquidity to just that out yeah, to drop like 900 bucks or something like that. Um, provided that it's games that I would play, I might go bundle just to, for the next, you know, instance. I tried best buy had the same issues. It, they must have like just a total of like three or four systems available. Um, I kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. So I follow a few Twitter, uh, uh, accounts that are really, really good about giving notifications as soon as the retailer is about to drop something. So I'm I'm going to be trying all week long this this week. I'm going to try to get my hands on a PS5.
0: So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyway, that was my week. So here's my suggestion. Let's talk about Vision, but we're going to spoil Vision or at least talk about our thoughts. And we got a lot of geek news to talk about. So let's talk about the Vision when we're talking about Want Vision. Oh, so we'll, that's we'll a good idea. We'll switch that at the end. So, if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on the Vision, also just stick around to after our thoughts of One Division, and we'll we'll do a very brief discussion of the Vision series, uh, comic book series that is. If you didn't if you didn't catch that for some reason, all right. So, last bit of of uh, housekeeping before we get into geek news. We do have a corrections department. Very rarely do we get things wrong on this podcast, but on the rare occasion that Shoff gets something wrong, we have a corrections department who likes to correct him. So, Shoff, what notes do we have from the corrections department from
1: last week's episode? Oh, well, thank you for asking, Wonderop. Okay, I've got it pulled up here on my phone. I only have like... 8% battery on my phone, so oh, no. hopefully it, everything lasts. But here we go. Uh, episode 143, he said, Rob is correct. John Favreau began developing a Night at the Museum-esque film titled Magic Kingdom starting back in 2012. So this was when we we dropped the news that Ronald Moore was going to be making a uh, a movie about the Magic Kingdom as if like these were real places to visit or something like that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He also said that Rob, no, he will not make a list of all the predictions that you've made on the podcast that
0: have come true.
1: (laughs) So unfortunately, we're going to have to hire somebody else for that.
0: Uh, Vactor, I know you're listening. (laughs) Get to it. Make a list of all the predictions that we've made that have come true. (laughs) Um,
1: uh, Oh, he does have a correction for you, Rob. He says, "What?" when talking about Deathloop, you Uh referred to... Uh, the video game and saying that it was a lot like Groundhog's Day. Okay. But actually,
0: it's just Groundhog Day. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Corrections department. You, you. It's only about one <laughs> Groundhog. Pugsitani <laughs> film. Corrections boy,
1: tell him. Um, and then uh, the last thing that he had said that Shoff's nemesis Vactor says that Shaf mispronounced Mister Mixel which means <laughs> that I just mispronounced it again. Um, and I tell you what, I, I, I invite my nemesis Vactor to record an audio clip of the what? proper pronunciation of Mixel Mister Mixel and we'll share it on the podcast. Mister Dicklet. B-
0: yeah. b- Mr. McDiddalick. So at, at some I point can't say
1: during this newborn phase, if you can steal away five seconds to p- properly pronounce this name, we will share it on the podcast next week.
0: Yeah. He'll have time. He'll have time. I've got a two year old. You've got a beautiful little eight month old. He's got a two day old. <laughs> I think you can attest as much as I can at that, at that very, very beginning phase. That newborn phase. And I mean this in the most respectful way to your child, to my child, to Vactor's child. They're bundles of joy. But they're they're lumps at that point <laughs> in their life. So they spend most of their time sleeping, at least at the very, 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 Yours very did. Begin. Mine didn't.
1: Yours didn't? No. Oh, my gosh. There was, like, we couldn't sleep because she wasn't sleeping. It was... Not. The first weeks were probably the roughest of all. So, Vactor, my heart goes out to you. Hopefully you have more of an experience like Wonder Rob. But if it's like me, your first weeks are going to be uh, real, real challenging.
0: Well, the first weeks were tough. I mean, I had points where I was I was deathly afraid I was going to fall asleep while driving the car. <laughs> like just getting in the car and going places. I'd be like, I'm falling asleep because my baby would sleep, but my baby would sleep all day. And then nighttime happened. And that's when my boy was like, let's party. I'm hungry. I poop my pants. Let's do this. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Vactor will get lucky and he'll get his baby's, uh, 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 what is it? Circadian rhythm will be yeah. Uh, will will be set immediately, but I'm sure he'll have some time to to shoot a recording. Speaking of recordings, Shaf, our corrections department. Not only does he like to correct us, I mean that's why he's the corrections department. But we do give him a very small segment on the show because we do love him and we talk about him enough. Called in review with the corrections department, and so. Let's, uh, let's give the floor to our corrections department and see what he has to say this week.
2: Hello again, and welcome to In Review with the corrections department. This week, I figured I'd be a little bit more personal and talk about my work experience. My dream job is to work within film production, ultimately at an animation studio, hopefully one of these days. And over these past few years, I've slowly kind of been building to that with more and more production assistant jobs. And this past week... Uh, I worked on two Showtime comedy specials that were shot here in Tempe, Arizona at the Tempe Improv. One was with Pete Lee and the other one was with LaBelle Crawford. They've both been doing comedy for a pretty long time. LaBelle you may recognize as Huell from Breaking Bad. But it was pretty interesting working on these two different shows, the two very different styles of comedians. And an important note to accentuate is the safety precautions that were taken on set with wearing n95 masks and wiping down all the areas with sanitizer and everything as often as possible as it could be a lot of what i do on set was either like setting stuff up uh, breaking stuff down sometimes standing in for people running gear to certain places or running media to certain places making sure that either uh, pete lee or labelle were where they were supposed to be uh, and just basically kind of helping her out around set and that's usually what a production assistant does ultimately if you do that long enough you can become a production coordinator where you get a little bit more leadership that you can go and then ultimately from there you can kind of choose your own path but that's it for me this week and back to shop and rob
0: well all right <laughs> Well, all right. It was funny.
1: Uh, when he talks about being a production assistant, he's like, I was setting things up. I was breaking things down. Like, I, I didn't know if he was starting, like, a rap or something, but, <laughs> like, the way he delivered it, to me, I just, like, imagined he, he was, it, it almost, like, t- it was, like, the equivalent of, like, pop locking and dropping or lock, popping and or lock, pop, dropping and, drop and popping. I don't remember the order. Pop,
0: lock, and drop it. But, like, I was, I was setting things up. I was breaking them down. <laughs> I was setting things up. I was breaking them down. I'd get Lavelle's coffee and he would not frown. That came <laughs> off the dome. I should be a rapper.
1: Is it Lavelle or LaBelle?
0: Lavelle. Okay. With a V. Okay. LaBelle is what he rings when he needs uh, <laughs> Mark to bring him his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> La is uh, our corrections rude. department mark Vibert. that's funny with a c <laughs> production assistant to the stars if hey if uh, by any chance there you're a big wig hollywood uh so-and-so listening to this podcast if you need a production assistant for something you're on shoot us an email geek so to speak podcast at gmail.com or, hey, do you need a voiceover artist? Shoff's a voiceover artist. True, true. Send us a Gmail at, at Oh, Or, hey, hey, do you need some guy to just like be on his phone and drink Mountain Dews? <laughs> I can do that. Send us a Gmail at, at geeksettoespeakgmail.com. All right. Finally, we got all the housekeeping out of the way, Shoff. We're about 30 minutes in. That means it's time for some geek news. Geek Geek. News! Nude! Nude News! All right, so as is tradition around here, whoever's hosting a particular episode, me in this instance, likes to give the honor, the duty, the privilege of first. Geek News story to the co-host of the episode, which is you, Shaf. So tell me, what's been going on this week in Geek News? Aw, yeah. Okay, so the first bit of Geek News, this is gonna be...
1: Focused on the movies. Okay, so Netflix. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Netflix just released the first trailer for its new superhero movie, and there's actually a few Marvel stars in it. Um, now, the the main characters of this movie are not Marvel stars yet, but we'll get we'll mm-hmm. come back to that. Um, the movie I'm talking about is called Thunder Force. And it's due out on April 9th, and it stars none other than Bridesmaids comedy genius, Melissa McCarthy, who is cousin to Jenny McCarthy. Just wanted to put that out there. Is that true? It is
0: very true. What? Yes. I just learned something on this podcast (laughs) that never happens. I mean, don't you see the resemblance? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, they have big old personalities. That's right. Both of them. They both
1: have the same last name. That's the very common thread.
0: Um, <laughs> very common in, in families. <laughs> That's right.
1: Um, but it stars uh, Melissa McCarthy and also Oscar winner Octavia Spencer as a superhero duo fighting Ant Man's Bobby Cannavale. Or maybe it's Cannavale. I don't necessarily know which one is the correct pronunciation, but I'm not wrong because I said both pronunciations. You see that? <laughs>
0: That's called covering your ass. That's right.
1: Um, Brief synopsis of this uh, movie. Um, Octavia Spencer plays Emily Stanton, a scientist who's discovered the process to give regular people superpowers. uh, Though when estranged best friend, played by uh, Melissa McCarthy, Lydia, is accidentally injected with the serum, they must form a team and fight crime. Now, as far as powers, it looks like Lydia has super strength and then uh, Emily has the powers of invisibility. The villain is Bobby Cannavale. He plays the king. And uh, also popping up in uh, the movie, we've got, uh, it looks like a brief appearance. I don't know how much she's going to factor into it. But Pom uh, Clementief, who played uh, Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, she's in this. And also Jason Bateman. At the end of the trailer, he has a brief cameo as some kind of uh, crab person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very horny crab person. Well, he
0: says Capricorn's not the only thing rising, Yeah, that got a laugh out it of did. me. It did.
1: It did, honestly. Uh, and I don't mean any disrespect to this movie. By the way, it was written and directed by Melissa McCarthy's real-life husband, Ben Falcone. Um, this did not interest me whatsoever. Like, this movie, <laughs> I watched the trailer, and I was like, I should like this. This is a it geek It could be all right. This is a geek it movie. It could be all right. It and, and I, I mean this with all sincerity. It, the reason I did not like this has nothing to do with the fact that it's about two female superheroes. I promise you. It just did not find it enjoyable. It did not seem funny to me until the last few seconds when Jason Bateman pops up as this crab person and he delivers these lines about astrology and whatnot. Like, and I, I did laugh out loud at that moment.
0: I wonder if uh, Octavia Spencer is going to make anybody eat a shit pie in this. <laughs> that should be a running theme in her movie. Yeah, it really should. That would be funny. Eat that pie. Eat it. You like it? Bobby Cannavale is ingredient. eating some shit pie in this. It doesn't look bad. I mean, I had a thought when I was watching the trailer, and I'm sure this is not an original thought, but that's not going to stop me from saying it on this podcast like it is. <laughs> I. It hit me that... You know, we we were in a period where zombies were all the rage and everything had zombies in it. Vampires were a thing for the longest time. And they were everywhere. And now it's superheroes. And I'm not complaining. I mean, what a time to be alive. True. It's all I have to say. But, man, it's just superhero this and superhero that now. It's just the go-to thing. Because movies don't make money if it doesn't have Marvel in front of it. Or if it doesn't have DC in front of it. Um, that being said. That's just an observation I had. It's neither here nor there. And I'm certainly not complaining. But just a thought I had. But I, I didn't hate this trailer. I mean it wasn't hilarious or anything. But I think it's because. And again this isn't a bad thing necessarily. But despite being a superhero. Melissa McCarthy to me. It just feels like she's playing. The same character in every movie. Uh, she just has the same delivery, same kind of jokes. She makes the same faces. And it's not not funny. But it's just like, oh, Melissa McCarthy, this time she's a superhero. Okay, I yeah. get it. Um, I get that. And but I, and we'll and probably watch it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we probably will. Um, it, I have an issue with Melissa McCarthy. It has nothing to do with her acting. It, it has to do with her. It's because she's a woman. <laughs> no definitely not (laughs) it's because of her hair her hair in this this movie like as well as a bunch of other movies it always looks greasy and like it's like she's never learned like what shampoo or slash conditioner is or a shower like I don't like it. It makes me feel uncomfortable watching her, like with her hair, because it really just looks gross. Like I wouldn't want to be next to her. I wouldn't want to be around her. I, I would, I would imagine her head probably stinks.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a really drastic uh, response. I know. I know. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were going to say.
1: I, 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 trust me, I, it was a plot twist. is a little shamalama ding dong. Um, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I just have a real issue with her hair. So that's my that's my only thing. Otherwise, right. I like her.
0: Shops hot take. Yeah,
1: um, but in keeping with the theme, and since our podcast has now become a Melissa McCarthy uh, podcast, with the yes. occasional side uh, uh, side
0: entree of geek news. Well, she is friend of the show. She Melissa is a friend of McCarthy. That's after
2: true. All.
1: Um, she is now going to be uh, an even bigger deal as in the superhero genre because she and her husband. Begged and pleaded Taika Waititi recently to be featured in the next Thor movie, and it sound based on these set photos, um, she got her way. They got their way because she is now playing fake Hela in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. So uh, that's pretty amazing. It looks like this this scene. Uh, the photos are available online. Um, we've shared them also on our Facebook page. If you uh, check out our Facebook page, Wonder Rob does an amazing job bringing all the news articles related to that. But um, <clears throat> the the photos indicate that she's playing fake Hela. But not only that, you see more pictures of Matt Damon uh, as fake Loki. Uh, you see Sam o- O'Neill. Is it Sam Neal or Sam O'Neill? Sam Neal, I think. Sam Neal. Corrections department, get on it. Yeah, I'm going to be... Sam Neill. Sam Neill. It's Sam Neill. Um, he's playing fake Odin. And uh, I think we even saw the other Hemsworth brother. I'm not even going to say his first name because it doesn't matter. He's just the other Hemsworth. Um, <laughs> he's the least worthy Hemsworth. No. Um, uh, but he's playing fake Thor. So it looks like we're getting like a, 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 a theatrical presentation of Thor Ragnarok. Now, as I've said before, my theory is that they're not... Actors in Asgard playing these characters, they are actors in Hollywood who have been scooped up via the Bifrost and are performing an amateur play of Asgardian history, is is my theory.
0: Yes, and I believe I elaborated on that theory just a little more, that not only are these people actors, at the very least, it's actually Matt Damon who got scooped up in Thor uh, Ragnarok. Because he's Loki's favorite actor <laughs> <laughs> and he's being forced to do it. And I hope that's the joke they go with And this. And Matt Damon is like, please just let me go <laughs> or whatever the situation is. I've got a family. I bought a zoo. I got to make a sequel to that. I bought a zoo too. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, that's a moneymaker. So as it turns out, this this year is uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy and superheroes pretty much all in the same sentence. I don't know if I've ever thought I would be able to say that, but um, this year it's all about Melissa McCarthy and superpowers. So
0: there's that. Hell yeah, it is. All right. Well, in keeping with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I've got a rumor for you, Shaf. This is a rumor. So, folks, take this with a grain of salt because it is reported by the the Illumina I don't know why I can never say this website's name. The Illuminati. If you if you stop and say it really slow, it just comes out. The Illuminardy. This is a rumor from them. Uh, they they were the people who reported that. Oh gosh. <laughs> I I had it on the tip of my tongue, Shaf. What was it that we that we thought oh man? Um, oh it was this about makes it no was sense about to people M-
1: Mahersali Ali playing the lead in that Last of Us Was it the Pedro yes, Pascal? Yes that's what
0: it was. Yeah. I had the story on the tip of my tongue and it just it just vanished right when I was about to say it. Yes that he was going to be the lead in the Last of Us series when everybody's boy Pedro Pascal was in fact the lead. So Take this with a grain of salt, because this is coming from the same source, and I'm not actually sure if they ever get anything right, but that's not stopping us from talking about it. The Marvel Cinematic Universe shop appears to be preparing the debut of the X-Men, according to a new report from the Illuminati. Uh They're developing a new movie called, wait for it, The Mutants, mm-hmm. which sounds like a beginning of a brand new take on one of the most iconic comic book franchises and human... History. That's the X-Men. Do,
1: do, 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 do you like
0: that do, title? Let's just say hypothetically this is real and this is how they're going to bring mutants into the MCU. Do you like the title? No. Or would you rather be an X-Men movie? Uh
1: well, I know the issue with the calling them the X-Men is the is that it's not inclusive. It's not an inclusive title. It 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 lumps women into the, the category of men in the X-Men. But I mean, are you gonna deny decades of comic book history where they've been called this? Like I I, I just disagree well, that you that they would not be referred to as the X-Men. I mean, what
0: I don't know. Here's the thing, Shaf. To quote Charles Xavier. Get woke, go broke. So that's all you got to remember, Sean.
1: Get woke, go broke. Well, and I I think here's the other thing as well is it's not like the comic books have stopped calling them the X-Men. Like it's not like these are old comic books. There are current runs right now of the X-Men, and they are still referred to as the X-Men. And no one is upset that they're calling them that in the sense that they're boycotting the issues or it's a whole thing. Like, it only seems to be a problem when it's a movie or a TV show.
0: Yeah. And to be fair and to be perfectly clear to the audience, I was making a joke. About the get woke go broke thing, I thought Schaff would poop his pants at that.
1: Oh, I did, but he did. I just not. didn't want to say it out loud. I mean, now I'm sitting. <laughs> you don't in poop my your own pants shit. out loud.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. No, I don't. I think it's a non-issue. I don't think, I don't think anybody is clamoring for the X Men to be called the X Men and Women or the X uh, Them or They the or the X Family like that. No, but I think the Mutants is. I don't like that title. I just think that's a really basic title. Hopefully. Unless it's not about the X-Men. Uh, maybe it's about just mutants showing up in the MCU with everybody's favorite mutants, like Wolverine, uh, Gambit, uh, Storm. And it's, you know, sort of setting up the idea that mutants are a thing, and then maybe the next direct movie related to that is an X-Men movie. Again, just off the top of the dome, who knows? Shaf, who knows? But I don't I don't particularly hate the name. It is different, uh, but we know Deadpool 3 is coming to the MCU, Shaf, and of course, uh, Deadpool is being cherry-picked from the Fox X universe. Uh, We thought a particular character in WandaVision was also being cherry-picked, but we'll talk about uh, that more a little later. I know it gave Shaf a boner, just (laughs) thinking about it, Uh, but we'll we'll get back to that, so that who knows really what they're going to do, but we know we're going to get mutants in the MCU at some point. Uh, Kevin Feige, uh, just to give you a little uh, snippet of something he said previously when it came to mutants in the MCU, he said, You know how much I love the X-Men. I already said that's where I started. I can't tell you anything before we actually announced it, but rest assured, discussions have been long and ongoing internally title of your sex tape Kevin Feige all right so that's a again a rumor you guys take it with a grain of salt but more on this story as it develops obviously schnick 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 <laughs> wolverine berserker mode schnick snick, schnick snick,
1: schnick snick, 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 nickelodeon okay
0: oh my gosh um way to bring it all back thank you what else is going on so
1: uh, keeping things in the movie realm of geek news, but moving things towards live action slash uh, 2D slash 3D animation. Uh, there is a sports movie, which uh, uh, you would never have believed we would be talking about on the podcast. The fact that it's a sport. Unless
0: movie. it was major league back to the minors. <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are they getting Charlie Sheen back for that? (laughs) They best. Um,
1: But uh, Space Jam 2, Space Jam 2, or rather it's being called Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, There were some new images shared from Entertainment Weekly, uh, giving a first look at this Looney Tunes feature. Now, it's going to be, as they quote, dribbling into theaters. That's funny. (laughs)
0: lately
1: you're catching me dribbling into the toilet as I'm getting older. You know
0: what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Getting real personal all of a sudden. Space Jam brings out a lot in shop.
1: Everything's fine (laughs) with my flow. Okay, moving (laughs) on. But anyways, it's going to be in theaters and on HBO Max on July 16th. And it's the follow-up to a 1996 movie. You may have heard of it called
0: Space Jam.
1: Starring the Michael Air the Jordan. Um, So... Uh, the pictures are kind of interesting. I mean, there's a lot of photos of uh, LeBron. They're wearing their new uh, their new jerseys, their new uh, outfits and costumes. But I think the most interesting thing is you're getting to see the Looney Tunes in a three-dimensional, very textured, very... Uh, um, I, d- I don't know how to describe it. Computer
0: but, animated way. Yeah,
1: they, they look good. I, I, there's a lot of it, people are having real problems with this, but I think they look really, really good. What do you think, Wonder Rob?
0: I, I don't hate how they look. I thought it was an interesting choice that they went uh, 3D rather than 2D. But we do have an inside source, Shaf, a uh, close personal friend of the show. Let's call him Bark dibbert
1: now wonder rob be Uh, very careful he was very clear about this
0: (laughs) somebody we know has seen the movie already (laughs) and has told me plot points because i asked so i'm not gonna say anything else i just want to know that you know that i know (laughs) that maybe there's 2d and 3d versions of the these these uh these beloved characters in the movie. And that's it. That's not a spoiler. That was simply a maybe.
1: There you go. Well, one of the beloved characters is getting a lot of attention as of late. Uh, specifically, that would be Lola Bunny. Um, and do not check my search history uh, on the oh, no. on my internet. Um,
0: hey, babe, <laughs> what is Lola Bunny rule 34? Mean, what What were you searching? <laughs> I told you not to go through my search history. <laughs> I warned you. You weren't going <laughs> to like it. <laughs> and uh for the listeners, do not Google Lola Bunny Rule 34. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I warned you. <laughs> I only recently learned what Rule 34 was. Don't let's not even talk about it. I don't want to. I don't even want to. I don't want to get into it anymore. <laughs> just, just, okay.
1: Just continue. It. Anyways, um, no, don't Google it. <laughs> don't. No, Wonder just Rob says let it don't. Be. I, say I shouldn't do. even brought it up. I say do. Okay, fine. Google it. You can blame me. You can blame me. Google it. All right. So, yeah. anyways. Um, for those that remember the original Space Jam, Lola Bunny uh, had more of an hourglass figure and she wore some small shorts and a cropped sports top. Now, um, around the release of the first film in 96, the animator, Tony Cervone or Cervone, said, we kind of pumped her up more in the feminine attributes department. So basically they gave her a nice butt, big boobs, and a narrow waist. Um... Now, she gets a space... She gets a space jam. She (laughs) gets...
0: Yes, she does. (laughs) She gets jammed in her space. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Five stars. We'll give you a shout-out on the show. Thank you. Okay. Well, um, she gets a makeover in Space Jam, A New Legacy.
1: uh, And her look is what sparked the debate on Twitter. Um, They basically have... As they've put it, desexualized her character by making her. Um, uh, well, actually, well, their, their approaches and what they've said is they thought that the first movie was very sexualized. And so they said, This is 2021. It's important to reflect the authenticity of strong, capable female characters. So I guess her new appearance now is more or, or less womanly and more rabbit like. Uh, they switched out her mini shorts and sports bra for a baggy jersey and a shorts outfit. Now I- I'm just going to say this, and and I, I have no grounds to Uh-oh. really offer my opinion. Here it comes. But since it's a, it's it a debate on Twitter, and since I always like to, you know, present my uh, offensive opinions on things.
0: Of course, you're a master <laughs> debater and a cunning linguist. Oh. It's so true though. Very talented. Um,
1: <laughs> the, I, I think that the problem here is that here it comes. Why here it comes? can't, why can't she be both? Why can't she be attractive? Like in the sense of why can't she have a womanly body? Why can't she have curves, but also be a strong, powerful, intelligent character? Like the, the issue here is not that she's drawn a certain way. It's how the rest of the cast interprets that character. And if they, if they sexualize her be, but the way like Bugs Bunny does where he's like got big giant hearts and he's like drooling or whatever, when he sees her and and the, and the way she's the animated. So she's like, you know, flaunting her curves or being sexy. Like there's nothing wrong with being sexy. In fact, it can be strong. It can be powerful. It can be empowering. There's nothing wrong with it. It's the wrong part is how people receive it and how they act around that person. So I'm for Lola being all things. I want her to be uh, powerful. I want her to be strong. I want her to be authentic. I want her to be smart. And I think she deserves and can just fine be attractive she can be an attractive bunny and um uh, yeah that's what I'm gonna say
0: <laughs> Strong opinions on Lola Bunny coming from shop <laughs> all right uh I didn't even notice she looked any different until <laughs> until I saw this story and I was like oh yeah I guess she does but it's been uh it's been quite a while since I've seen space jam but more power to you Lola Bunny. It's 2021. Do what you got to do, sweetheart. See, you're not supposed to call him sweetheart. That was my that was my ironic take on it. Maybe that that joke didn't land. Don't cancel me. I was making a joke. Oh yeah, God,
1: and if please. if if, uh, if they think that by just taking her out of a crop top and shorts that I have any less of a boner by looking at her photo, they're wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was already there when Tweety Bird showed up. Okay, it's a residual boner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. We, we only have so much time, but we can't spend the whole time talking about how, how uh you're into uh girl bunnies. So let's move on. Let me tell you about friend of the show, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell uh let out just a, a little tiny incy bincy hint that he may possibly be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh and when I say tiniest little insy bitty hint. I mean, well, that's a perfect description of it. In my opinion, Bruce Campbell took to Twitter, posted a picture of a, the New York skyline and captioned it with this boy. It was a blast working in a certain city with a certain director on a certain movie with a certain actor. It sure was. And tweet. Now, uh, (laughs) If you know Bruce Campbell, which I'm sure all you do out there, Bruce Campbell's best buddies with Sam Raimi, who is directing the Multiverse of Madness, who directed all the uh, Spider-Man movies, uh, had a hand in Xena Warrior Princess, Br- The Adventures of Briscoe County Junior Shaw, if you ever heard of it, uh, Jack of All Trades, which was uh, uh, not a spinoff exactly, but... Uh, made by the same people who made Xena Warrior Princess. So, almost everything that Sam Raimi has his fingers in, uh, he also has his fingers in Bruce Campbell at the same time. And so, it's fair to say Bruce Campbell's probably going to be in Doctor Strange too. And, if I were a betting man, shop, you'll see Ted Raimi as well. Not much more to that story, but... Just remember, you heard it here probably third or fourth, maybe even fifth. Bruce Campbell is going to be in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
1: I hope so. I hope he plays Mysterio.
0: (laughs) An alternate universe Mysterio? I could dig it. All right.
1: So... Um, Keeping things in the movie genre, but moving on. I think this is our last story in the movies uh, section. It is. Yep. Um. OK, so uh, real quick, Warner Brothers is actually uh, rebooting Superman, as we found out. This uh, this news is about a week old, but we didn't get a chance to cover it in our last episode. So I thought we'd, we'd throw it in the mix here. Um, But it's going to have ta Nahisi Coates writing it and J.J. Abrams is going to be producing it. Uh, so, uh, see you later, Henry Cavill. Uh, I think even though he was eager to get back into the Cape, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. Um, now, what are your thoughts on rebooting Superman? We just, we just watched have, uh, Superman and Lois, and that's a different Superman, Tyler, or whatever his last name is. But what do you think?
0: I mean, it doesn't bother me necessarily. I mean, you can have as many takes on this particular character, or any comic book character, really, and it doesn't really bother me. We got... We're getting two Batmans. We got Bat Fleck still and we got Rob Bat Bat and Bat coming out. Uh what next year? So wh- who cares if we got another Superman? It'll be three. Yeah. We'll have three Superman at the same time.
1: Um, doesn't bother me in the slightest. Just real briefly, the writer Ta Nahisi Coates. Um, I actually I noticed when I was reading the Vision, he's actually uh his he's got a quote on the back of the Vision graphic novel. Um, because he reviewed this graphic novel and he said the vision is the best comic going right now. So
0: interesting. So that's pretty
1: cool. Um, also, uh, as far as like Marvel comics that he's done, he's written about a Black Panther and a Captain America series for Marvel, and he received a special thanks credit on Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame and Black Panther. So um Definitely no stranger to the superhero genre. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. Um, As far as like the front runners, the likely choice for Superman, everyone seems to want Michael B. Jordan. He's good. Me, I just want Michael Jordan. Michael Air Jordan. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, I would love it. His acting is so bad. No, wait, if we're going to do it. It's got to be Charles Barkley. <laughs> Give me Charles Barkley as Superman real quick. Just hit me with it, Sean. Hey, guys. Come on. I stand for truth, justice, and the American way. And I will f- take down all you terrible villains because I am the man of steel. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steel, your girl. <laughs> Oh, I, I, your Charles Barkley impression never gets old. It's so funny to me. Oh, I love it. No, uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's he's the supposed front runner for Superman. And I don't hate it. He's a good actor. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else who I'd, I'd like to be cast as Superman. Like.
1: Well, I mean, it does seem like they're going down the road of having a black Superman. And I say, go for it. I mean, why not? So, if they if they're trying to keep towards like an African-American actor um Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson <laughs> or Kel. Keenan Keenan and Kel. He's maybe not working. maybe it's like a Siamese Superman. <laughs> a Siamese Superman. <laughs> they're just connected. Oh my gosh. Like it's like it's like stuck on you, but Superman.
0: <laughs> stuck on you. What a reference. <laughs> I can safely say I have not thought of Stuck on You since I saw Stuck on You whenever that movie came out. With oh my Matt man Stuck on You reference. Man. <laughs> we are earning our five-star ratings this week, shop. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Do it. We want to maximize our WandaVision time. So we're moving on to the world of video games, Shop Nintendo uh, seems to be a bunch of dirty liars. Well, at least that's what a Bloomberg would have you believe, Shaw, because there's a new report that there is a new Nintendo Switch model planned with a bigger OLED screen and 4K output. Let me give you the deets. Bloomberg published a report on Wednesday with new details for the long-rumored new, more powerful Nintendo Switch, dubbed the Nintendo Switch Pro. The outlet first reported the upgraded model of the Nintendo Switch in 2020, although, of course... The, that story's been circulating for years. So, to this new report, Shaf, Samsung will... Or, excuse, excuse me, according to Bloomberg, Samsung will begin production on a 7-inch 720p resolution OLED panel for the device. Uh, the new Nintendo Switch model will also ship with 4K ultra high-definition graphics when paired with TVs. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, but Nintendo repeatedly denies this. Uh, Nintendo president Doug Bowser told Polygon in December that the company is always looking at how Nintendo can improve the gameplay experience, whether on the current platform or a future platform. Uh, Bowser also told Polygon that the Nintendo Switch is at the midpoint of its life cycle. In February, Shaf, during a financial earnings call, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa Sorry if I uh, butchered that. Said Nintendo would not, I repeat, would not be announcing an upgraded Nintendo Switch anytime soon. But if uh, Bloomberg has anything to say about it, it's that Nintendo are nothing but a bunch of liar, liar, pants on fires hanging from a telephone wire. (laughs) If you're familiar, Shoff, which I'm sure you am, Nintendo has a history of upgrading their consoles, or excuse me, their handhelds, Like it's nobody's business because they want that money, 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 money. True. They got their Game Boys, and then they got their Game Boy Colors, and then they got the Game Boy Pockets. They got the Game Boy Advance, the Game Boy Advance SP, Nintendo DS, Nintendo DS XL, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo 3DS XL, the Nintendo 2DS shop. (sighs) I almost had a heart attack just doing that. I got so angry. So, obviously... It's, it's plain as day. It makes total sense that Nintendo would also be upgrading this console. So, no official word on this yet, Shaf. But when it happens, and it will, I'm betting Breath of the Wild 2. I'm betting that's why they haven't talked about it. Because it's going to be exclusive to this new system. I bet you, Shaf. I'm making a prediction right now. Breath of the Wild 2 is a, a exclusive to the Nintendo Switch Pro. That's my prediction. Dang. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. What else? We got one more yeah. story. Shop. Last us bit of
1: news, it. it's also in the Nintendo realm. And this is a little reminder. So uh, we've talked about this before. We've reviewed uh, the uh, Super Mario uh, 3D All-Stars video game that came out on the Switch. And also the Super Mario 35, Brothers 35 or whatever. Um, I uh, Wonder Rob, I, I am very upset by this. I don't know why Nintendo's being this way, but they are confirming they are not backing down March 31st. They are getting rid of a whole bunch of stuff. So um, we I, I wanted to bring this story to our, our fellow geeks' attention because if they have not yet gotten their hands on the 3D All-Stars video game, the digital version, or even the physical copy, uh, or if they haven't played the Super Mario Brothers 35, they need to get on it because there's not gonna be very many oppor- opportunities going forward. So this... Um, Basically, there was a confirmation made. This was through Nintendo's Japanese social media channels. But Nintendo of Europe shared further confirmation of some product takedowns. I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, The Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary will come to an end on March 31st, 2021. After this date, the following limited-time products and services released in special recognition of the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers will end or be removed from sale. And it goes on further to say the digital version of Super Mario 3D All-Stars will be available until March 31st, 2021. If you have purchased the digital version before March 31st, you will be able to re down the the software after this date if it has been archived uh, or deleted from your console. The physical version of Super Mario 3D All-Stars will be available at your local retailers while stocks last. So it means they're not making any more of the physical copies. Additionally, it says the Super Mario Brothers 35 service will end on March 31st as well and will no longer be playable, even if you have the game downloaded on your Nintendo Switch console. That, to me, before I go any further, that that really shook me a little bit. I was like, why? Why not just put it onto Nintendo Switch Online and those that are paying for I just don't get it. Nintendo
0: works in mysterious
1: ways. Yeah. Okay. And the last bit of news as well is that the game and watch super Mario brothers system will continue to be shipped to retailers through approximately March 31st and will be available for purchase while, <coughs> excuse me, while supplies last. So they're not making any new game and watch. I'm so glad wonder Rob got his cause yes, uh, they're not going to make any more now um apparel and other products included in the super mario brothers 35 uh 35th anniversary collection will be removed from sale as well on march 31st so wow um yeah have you by the way have you played mario 35 since we we reviewed it
0: i I would play it on occasion yeah but not terribly often but I have played it a couple of times after the fact it's such and it's a, fun it's such a fun game
1: it's, so, it's a unique concept and I think it would be a great addition to the super to the to the, uh, to the uh, Nintendo Switch online membership like just make that part of that I, I just don't get why not but maybe that's their plan I don't know
0: well they're the worst Nintendo except for when you're the best we love you please send us free things <laughs> Nintendo, we love you All right, we did it, Shaf. We got through all the geek news. What a week, what a week. So uh, let's do this. Let's take a very quick break. Let's tell these guys where they can find us on social media. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about WandaVision, the series finale, and the whole season, which just wrapped up on Disney+. And we're going to talk about the Vision series of comics also. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Hey gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaff's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right, catch us on Twitter at GeekSoToSpeakPC where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at geek, so to Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more while, of course, shop celebrates his inner geek on instagram with all kinds of geek gasm oh, inducing pics
1: and memes. <laughs> if you're enjoying what you're hearing let us know find us and follow us rate us and review us on itunes soundcloud and google play
0: we got new episodes every week so don't forget to tune in same geek time same geek channel
1: and we're back That's right. We are back, and we are going to talk all about WandaVision. We're also going to spend a little bit of time talking about The Vision, the Complete Collection, uh, a Marvel uh, comic book uh, set. It's actually came out in 2015, and it's uh, issues 1 through 12, so we're going to talk about that, too. Um, But unless you've been living under a rock for the past six, seven weeks, um, you probably are aware that Marvel is back, back in a big way uh, with the uh, Marvel Studios Disney Plus TV show, WandaVision. So it's not only the first installment uh, of Phase 4, but it's also the first television series of Phase 4 for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, it premiered on January 15th, and it concluded just, uh, just a couple... No, just yesterday, March 5th. So... Um, First of all, the last time we had any Marvel news to, or Marvel stuff to review, like new stuff, was Spider Man, and that's crazy. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> so, um, Wonder Rob, before we get yes. into this, I want to I want to share a quick story.
0: Oh, I love stories.
1: So the uh, the final episode aired yesterday, and um, mm-hmm. the night before this final episode. We uh, we went to bed and we we said we said maybe we'll watch WandaVision in the morning. She's like, uh, this is Sarah. Maybe Sarah. Uh, she's like, maybe we can watch it together in the morning because she knows that I like to watch WandaVision early Friday mornings. You guys tease me about it. You and Darth Vader yep. always tease me about this. <laughs> we sure because do. you don't get a chance to watch it until much later in the day, so you got to basically avoid social media and the
0: internet. It's a whole big thing. Are you kidding me? Every Friday yeah. it was stay off my phone day,
1: <laughs> which is hard to do. Because yeah. I I I may even have like a borderline addiction to geek news. Like the aspect of checking my phone for geek news, like I when i don't have my phone nearby there's a part of me that's like i i wonder if there's any geek news i need to go find my phone like i need to know <laughs> but um i was she wanted to watch it early in the morning i was like okay great let's let's do that so i had some trouble sleeping because all i could think about was wandavision that it was going to be ending <laughs> the series finale was going to happen Turns out, baby was having a tough time sleeping as well. Emily kept waking up; she did not, she could not stay asleep. And maybe she was picking up on my geek energy. I don't know, but she kept waking up. So she woke up around two. Sarah nursed her, got her back to back to sleep, and then at two ten a.m., we watched the series finale of WandaVision. And I kid you not, our first attempt to watch it. Disney Plus crashed. So that many people were already watching it (laughs) at that time. I thought that we were going to be like some of the first people in the know. Oh, no. Yeah. Throughout the day, people were having problems with Disney Plus because of the sheer amount of interest and popularity of WandaVision. So, but we watched it. And then as soon as we finished watching it, we both went back to sleep. (laughs) And we were dragging ass the whole day on Friday because we just it totally threw off everything. I just recall like being so unmotivated to do anything else. And I couldn't share anything about WandaVision with you guys because you didn't get a chance to watch it until much later. And I wasn't even sure if you had watched it. So I kept my opinions to myself, but now Wonder Rob and I can finally wrap up the series in its entirety because uh, last time we talked about it was just first impressions after the first and second episodes were released at the same time. So, uh, Wonder Up, overall, yes. what did you think
0: of Wonder Hated Eden? it! <laughs> Hated it! Just kidding. No, it was great. Uh, the series was, was really, really great. A couple of nitpicky things here and there, um, but overall, I really, really... Really enjoyed it. Um, And as you know, I said this at the very beginning of the series when it started, that I was was not a fan of the weekly release schedule. And still, while I would prefer everything to be released into one chunk so I can essentially just absorb it as fast as I can, I do have a small appreciation for the weekly release schedule because my wife, uh she she's a casual mcu fan so she'll she'll watch the properties that she's interested in she'll skip the other ones like she's not particularly interested in the falcon and winter soldier for example but she said hey i'll watch wandavision and you know she we watched the first two episodes and we watched the third and the fourth and before we knew it shot friday's Fridays were a day that we were looking forward to. We were like, we put the boy to sleep. Let's get the snacks. Turn the lights down. Let's watch WandaVision. <laughs> and it gave us something to look forward to. So even though I was against it at the very beginning, I do have a, a better appreciation for the weekly release schedule. Uh, so I did like it. But no, overall, I I, I really enjoyed it. I thought this take, this, this particular idea... was was very, very unique. Um, I don't even know where to start, really, but I I did enjoy this a whole lot. Um,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's tough to know where to start. Now, for instance, uh, the initial front end of the show uh, is broken up into episodes that also highlight the genres of television and the time periods of television. So the first episode is taking place in the 50s, second episode, 60s third episode 70s and it kind of keeps going um was there an uh, an era of tv that you liked the most or that you appreciated the most
0: my favorite sitcom episode of wandavision was definitely the second episode which was the 70s no the 60s excuse me where (laughs) uh, the vision and wanda had to put on a magic show that was pretty excellent that episode I, I really liked because just the idea of the vision eating gum and it just totally <laughs> messed with his system and all of a sudden he's a drunk guy until he gets the gum out of his system. That episode I, I really, really enjoyed. And it was just eking us just a little bit with all these little hints of what's going on in the bigger picture like Wanda finding the helicopter in the bush. Right. Or um, Dottie. Was that her name? Getting the cut on her hand. Yep. Um, and. Of course, this is early on when the, sh- this, the show was on. But, you know, just starting to, to drip feed us the idea of there's a, obviously something crazy going on here. And then all the speculating. I mean, we, you and I and, and Darth Vibber and your arch nemesis factor. We must have <laughs> shot so many ideas back and forth that were all. Oh, wrong uh <laughs> we had so many wrong ideas we sure did um but no i think that episode in particular was my was my favorite um i don't remember if i told you this shot but i read an interesting tidbit about the black and white episodes did you know that the red paint on the vision would not translate into black and white it made him too dark So they ended up having to paint Paul Bettany blue Uh for the black and white episodes to get him to show up legibly on the black and white. That's
1: cool. You know, I hope that uh, next week, I think they're going to be sharing the behind the scenes uh, of WandaVision. And I think it's called Unassembled, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe they'll show pictures or video of him in the blue makeup. That'd be kind of cool to see.
0: That would be cool. It's something I read a while back, so maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out next week, but I don't believe I'm wrong. It's not a lie, Shaf, If you believe it,
1: <laughs> no, I think I've heard George that too. Um, my favorite genre was the Malcolm in the Middle, not because Malcolm in the Middle was like a favorite show of mine. I really didn't watch it that much, but just because of it was the first show that had a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, and mm-hmm. it also, uh, in terms of like the 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 kids facing the camera and, and talking to the, the camera specifically or looking at the camera and kind of making nods, but also because of the Halloween nature of it, because of the, the, the very comic book accurate costumes that we were getting, um, and also getting, uh, Evan Peters and as Pietro or Pietro, as we found out. Um, I just thought that was like, probably the most fun of the episodes before things started to take a turn, like really super dark. Like that episode was a turning point in a, in a big way. I think it, I mean, that's when Wanda went off the deep end and had to like expand the size of Westview's hex. Like it was a whole thing. So, um, the, it was just fantastic. Now, you talked about some nitpicky things you didn't like. Let's get those out of the way first. What what stuff was like the things that you really didn't okay. enjoy?
0: Well, the biggest thing, Shaf, that I uh, was a little disappointed in, which I'm sure you were a little, a little disappointed in too, and everybody who had uh, a greater uh, investment in the MCU and uh, beyond is was uh, Evan Peters yeah. being on the show. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'll just give you the rundown just in case you didn't know this, but Evan Peters played uh, Peter Maximoff in the Fox universe, in the X-Men movies, who is, despite the name being slightly different, Quicksilver or Pietro Maximoff in the MCU. So essentially, for a short period of time there, shot there were the same character, Quicksilver, in two different movie universes. You had the MCU version of the character, and you had the Fox universe of the character. And some people, myself included, would argue that the Fox character was the better version of the character. And so, years pass, Marvel buys Disney, or excuse me, not Marvel buys Disney, Well, could you imagine? Disney buys Fox... And we, we start having the notions that we're going to start seeing M, uh, the Fox Universe characters being pulled into the MCU. Like, we know Deadpool's going to be there. And so, this was the first indication. Evan Peters says, uh Pietro Maximoff shows up on WandaVision, and we all shit our pants. Every last one of us pooped our pants. <laughs> because we know that he played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men Universe. And we all thought, because it's it's pretty much public knowledge at this point that WandaVision, the story is leading directly into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is also tying into uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I <laughs> almost couldn't remember the, the title of it. Um, so we thought, they're doing it. They're finally doing it. They're pulling in Fox characters. This is the multiverse, baby! <laughs> it's here! And uh, rather than getting... The Fox version of Quicksilver, we all just got a boner. Instead, uh, Ronald Boner or whatever the character's name—Ralph, Ralph Boner, <laughs> Ralph Boner. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was a little disappointing.
1: I, I think it was more than disappointing. My, I mean, my personal opinion—I think it was a it was a mini fuck you to fans because fans had already done all that legwork in their head of this is what this means. And you could have picked any other actor to play fake Pietro. Like if the goal was, was not to do a multiverse thing, then it, it doesn't like Wanda is unaware of other Pietros out there. So it's not like you're choosing Evan Peters Pietro because you know, that Wanda knows that there's other Pietros. And so now this will jog, this will like, kind of be like a a bit of a backstab to her, or it will be like a prod. She doesn't know who this person is. She's, she's not aware of the Fox Marvel universe. Only we are the audience. So it's only meant to, to, to basically fuck with us. Like that's, that's it. Kevin Feige was interviewed. Kevin Feige was interviewed and he said it, it was really just, it was a choice to further mess with Wanda, but it's not messing with Wanda. I mean, yes, it's not he's not actually Pietro, but it's the choice to have Evan Peters play him is a fuck you to fans because it is to mess with fans.
0: (laughs) Seemed like fan service to me, but I think the problem was and I I was talking about this in our group chat uh, with you, me and the corrections department earlier. This this show was supposed to premiere last year. And went into production in 2019. And I think the Fox Marvel deal, or the Fox Disney deals didn't get finished until 2019. So it's possible that the deal wasn't even final by the time they were doing this. So it could have just been, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we get Evan Peters to do it? You know what I mean? Before they can legally put him in as this Yeah, motion. that's true. But they're also doing a big deal about retconning the MCU with this show as we saw with uh the flashbacks with wanda dealing with her family um apparently having some sort of powers at when she's younger to uh to alter the probability of the the stark bomb going off in front of her so maybe they're just just giving the absolute slightest tiniest little hint that she could be a mutant and they'll just build on that as they go um i was reading a theory earlier which i Again, brought up in our group chat, but I'll say again here because the listeners aren't in the group chat that <laughs> in the very first step or the fourth episode of Wandavision, we we find out that there is a an individual under witness protection in Westview, and the theories were that uh, Ralph Boner is that individual. <laughs> so potentially, again, according to this theory, maybe he is that person. He is the Fox. Quicksilver, but they're maybe they're just sitting on that until we get into the multiverse of madness or something. I mean, never say never because they just retconned part of Wanda's story, anyways, with this. But that that was probably my biggest little like, oh man, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> show. Um, also, just little stuff like uh, I I teased a, a theory of mine way back when we were talking about WandaVision initially is like what if Magneto shows up which i'm sure a lot of people had thoughts on what if Doctor Strange shows up but none of that happened uh there was rumors that uh John Krasinski was going to show up as Reed Richards mm-hmm. um which i didn't put too much stock in because they only just Again, announced that they're doing some sort of Fantastic Four movie, and they haven't even written it yet. They're just shopping it out to writers at this point. So why would they have a cast before the, the movies even? Written? I
1: kind of feel bad for John um, Krasinski because the amount of like fandom that has already basically cast him as Reed in. Richards, like yeah. that's gonna feel like a, a major letdown if it doesn't actually happen. Like if if Reed Richards is recast um, and it's not that dude who just got divorced from his wife, um, then I, like if it's not John Krasinski, first of all, fans are going to be outraged and it's going to be hard for them to accept somebody else. But secondly, poor John, like he, <laughs> him and his wife have basically been fan casted as as Reed and uh, Sue for God knows how long. So that's, that's got to be a tough thing to.
0: Uh, you know what? I think he'll be okay. He, I mean, he's got his solid gold Humvee and his diamond-studded swimming pools. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be just fine. Um, but those those were just my little, like, nitpicky takeaway things. Like, But that's not the show's fault. That's just, like, hyping up what could be happening in my own mind. You know what I mean? There was the a lot of hype, that, though.
1: There was a lot of hype and a lot of misdirection.
0: Oh, are you, dude, are you kidding me? This show... I. I was telling this theory to my wife. Is that is it just the culture that we're in ha- after watching shows like Lost and Breaking Bad, uh, Twin Peaks, just like those types of show where mystery, the mystery is so ingrained in the show that we're just conditioned to be looking at every little thing like, is that Bunny Mephesto? <laughs> that's Mephesto. <laughs> or something like that. Where That's not what's really going on at all, but we're just letting our minds you know run away with these theories when really nothing was really happening we're just like put we're putting it on ourselves
1: yeah but Um, but to to that point these are specific choices made by the you know the writing team or the director or the showrunner that these are like for instance to show when um when Wanda is in Agnes's house, this is before she's revealed to be Agatha. Uh, and you see the little fly up on the wall. For comic book fans who know the history, they know that Mephisto first showed up as a fly. That was his first form. And so to showcase that at that point in the show, everyone's like everyone who knows that stuff is immediately going down that path. So these are specific choices they're making to lead the fans away from what is actually happening. They want these people to theorize. They want all that stuff out there. But in doing so, you create a lot of disappointment. Because then people get these ideas in their head about this is what's going down. Clearly, it's gotta be Mephisto. And clearly, if now this is Agatha Harkness, and you have Wanda, and you have her two kids how could you not have mephisto the kids are made of the shards of his soul so um in
0: the comics
1: yeah but and that, that could is. still that could still factor into it i mean that's that's not out the door yet at this point um to bring in mephisto especially if uh and one theory that i was correct on is that the book that agatha had was the darkhold and that's interesting because the darkhold has already appeared in the mcu if you consider Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be the MCU. It's also appeared yeah.
0: in The Runaways, uh,
1: which no one seems to want to think is the MCU
0: either. <laughs> yeah, we watched the first season and we didn't even bother with the second season <laughs> <laughs> for our show. We're like, no, we're not watching season two. But a lot of people thought <laughs> it that it was a it was a, a
1: book that was previously held in the library of Camertage um, uh, from Doctor Strange, or that it was or maybe that's a book from the a book of Shuma Garath. I, maybe I'm mispronouncing that. I apologize. But um, I theorized that that this was the Darkhold, which would have a lot more significance to Wanda's comic book history as far as um, the book being written by, and I'm going to totally butcher this name, Clithon?
0: Sure. Sounds right. Now, to me, what it sounds like you're saying, tell me if I'm interpreting this correctly. It sounds like you're saying you believe the writers are putting in these things to fuck with us. Yes. Versus just being like throwing in Easter eggs.
1: Well, no, it's not just that.
0: Um, Like, like Like they are deliberately... Oh this is going this is going to make them type on the internet. This is going to be a good one. Put the fly in there. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Well, it's it's actually it was confirmed. It was confirmed not the fly part, but Emma Caulfield uh from, you know, her show her, her stint on Buffy and whatever else like she played Dottie and we mm-hmm. all thought there was more to that character. Every time she was on screen, we all thought, "Oh, she's She's somebody else. Maybe she's Mephisto. She's
0: Mephisto. <laughs> Everybody or, thought or, everything or was Mephisto. Another big
1: theory was that she was playing Clea, uh, who is a Doctor Strange character. Um, she even looks like Clea, uh, as far as like from her her being blonde and you know whatever else. Um, it turns out she's just some rando person in the town. She has she's nobody special. Um, although her, her, her real name is Sarah Proctor and I did some digging. I think Sarah Proctor is one of the ones who, um, was at the Salem witch trials. So I think that was just like a, a, choosing a name for the sake of like something to bring that forth, but we don't find out her name until the end of the show when we already know all this stuff has gone down. So, but she mentioned in her interview recently that she knew she was a red herring and She knew that that the stuff that she was doing, the stuff that she was asked to do, the scenes that she was in, all of it was meant to misdirect, to make people believe that she was a bigger deal than she was. So like these are absolutely very deliberate choices being made by the writers, the director, the showrunner, to get fans to think something that is not happening. And that's really just so that they can then surprise us. And I get that that part of it. They don't want us to already know the story.
0: They don't want you to predict yeah. the show.
1: They don't want it to be just a cookie cutter copy of the comic books. And I appreciate that. But at the same time, don't give us these, these dangle You're these so threads. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> don't dangle these threads and then have no payoff. <laughs> like don't, don't tell, don't tell us why. Jimmy, why Agent Wu is somehow not in San Francisco anymore. And now he's in New Jersey searching for a missing person. And then at no point in the show, does he ever find the missing person? We don't even know who the missing person was.
0: He doesn't there there doesn't need to be an explanation why he's not in San Francisco. He's way outside his jurisdiction. People move. Why are not you in Arizona, Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> People move. <laughs> um, you getting, you're getting mad at things. Well, you're how about getting this? mad to get
1: mad. Now. How about how about let's talk about uh, the actors themselves. So in t- at least two instances I can think of, you've got the actress who plays Monica Rambeau and you've got the actor who plays Vision. And both of them, whether it be via social media or through interviews, they hyped up something that was a total misdirect as well. I want to talk
0: about this. Yeah. So I want to talk about this. Let's briefly talk about this. This is amazing. Yeah.
1: So Monica Rambeau, let's get her, (laughs) let's take care of her first. I think it was on social media. Maybe it was an interview. I can't recall. But she says, you guys are going to, I cannot wait to see the fans reaction to who the aerospace engineer is. Because that's who everyone thought was going to be Reed Richards. <laughs> she was like, I can't wait. And she's like, "It's I'm so excited to hear. And it was, <laughs> she literally was getting off on the fact that it was fucking nobody. It wasn't even a character we've ever seen before. I was convinced after we saw the character, I was like, well, there's got to be more to her. Maybe she's a Skrull. I'm convinced Mayor Goodner's a Skrull. And No. But yes, they did pay off that someone was a scroll, but it wasn't Mayor Somebody's Goodner. A um, but uh, but yeah, so that she like that was that was complete crap. Um, that she started that, <laughs> that whole one didn't thing. bother
0: me. I was like, "There's no way," because th- people just kept talking about Reed Richards, and I was like, "There's no way they're bringing in Reed Richards." Like, I just didn't believe it. I was like, "It's too way too soon well, for that." Then a lot that would have been yeah.
1: Then a lot of people thought it was going to be long Blue time Marvel. Ago. Um, was going to be the character because she has a, a history and a relationship with um, with that person in the comic books. Didn't wasn't Blue Marvel? Um, yeah. So then let's let's get to <laughs> the one I know Wonder Rob wants to talk about. Paul this Bettany, is
0: amazing. Just let me talk about this real quick. Go for it. So Paul Bettany hyped up the the last episode, saying, "There's going to be an actor on this show that I have been dying to work with my entire life." And I cannot wait for you guys to see us together. And everybody was hyping it up. Is it gonna be Benedict Cumberbatch? <clears throat> Have they? Did they work together technically? I mean, they were, they were both in Infinity War, but they didn't share scenes. Well, it could be. <laughs> or. It's gonna be Magneto because Multiverse, they already brought in Quicksilver. It's gonna be Magneto. Ian McKellen. He's so established, such held in high regard. Who could it possibly be? And the best, absolute best, in my opinion, result from this was it was nobody. It was it was himself. <laughs> he was so happy to work and do scenes against himself because we got the white vision shop. The white vision at the very end. So cool. And I, I had a feeling this was what it was gonna be. As soon as the white vision showed up at the the stinger for episode eight, I was like, he's yeah, it's him. There's gonna be two visions. That's <laughs> funny. I've even told my wife right after we done or right after we finished watching the show, I looked at her, I said, if Paul Bettney's talking about working with himself, that is really funny considering everybody went chasing their tails. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, on the internet for those. Well, this.
1: I mean, wonder if you recall in our group chat, I was convinced that they're bringing in Al Pacino
0: to play Mephisto. <laughs> Hooah! All right, here we go. Dunk 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 <laughs> Hey Hey,
1: Wanda. Hi,
0: <laughs> Oh man. But I really liked that, but um Let's talk about Monica Rambeau and and um, the White Vision. So these were like the big new character reveals for the MCU. True. So we get the White Vision, um, who is is the Vision, albeit his memories and experiences are wiped. So he doesn't have memories in the traditional sense, but he does have have access to. Uh, the Vision's uh, memory files, so he knows what happened to the Vision, but he doesn't interpret them as his memories or experiences. Um, and in the comics, Shaf, which I'm sure you know, yes, uh, the White Vision ends up going on to the West Coast Avengers, um, which I think would be a really neat thing to do in the movies, Versus Young Avengers, which everybody seems to think is going to be the next thing. I'd rather just see West Coast Avengers. Um, But I really, really... I mean, Vision's one of my favorite characters regardless. Outside of just WandaVision, I've always really liked the Vision. And so when White Vision showed up, I mean, I grabbed my wife's arm and I went, White Vision! (laughs) She just pulled away real fast like I was abusing her. Um, (laughs) What did you think of the White Vision's look? Oh, I thought it was great. I, th- I mean, it's white vision. Yeah. There's not much to it, but.
1: I kind of, you know, at the end of um, uh, Infinity War. Yeah. At the end of Infinity War, when he turned gray, I just assumed that if mm-hmm. they ever brought him back, that he was going to be gray. Like, that, mm-hmm. that was, and, and I thought to myself, even at that moment, like, well, if he ever, if they ever power him back up, he'll be white vision or he'll be like off white vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it, basically it kind of was like that. Um, I, I really, really, really enjoyed, and this, I actually watched it that episode twice. I watched the final episode twice because I, the fact that I had watched it so early in the morning, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything that I wasn't like delusional or something. So I rewatched it and I specifically wanted to pay close attention to the ship of Theseus conversation that happens inside the library. And it was a very interesting thing. So they had an awesome fight, but then, on an equally interesting playing field, they enter this library and they're still duking it out. And then they start to have like a philosophical conversation about what does it mean to be the real vision, the true vision. And they realize that neither of them are the true vision, but yet both of them are equally the true vision based on what they're lacking and what they have. So um, I just I found that the whole scene, even though Paul Bettany was totally trolling us that whole time. This scene was actually really awesome. Him acting with himself, that's some of the best acting I've ever seen. So uh, Yeah,
0: it was really good. It was dope. It was really good. And I'm really excited to see where the Visions storyline continues in the MCU. Probably won't see it for a while, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, And then we also saw Monica Rambeau. We saw her transform into Spectrum.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit unsure. Is she Spectrum? Is she Photon? She's had so many names. She's even been Captain Marvel before. Um, I think she's probably Spectrum, but they haven't really said that yet per se. So I would say she's probably Spectrum.
2: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing how they continue her character. Uh, more than likely, we're going to see her next in Captain Marvel 2. Uh, we saw this the stinger of the last episode where they say, they want to see you in the theater. And she gets led into the theater and it's a scroll. And they say, he wants to see you and points to the sky, him up there, uh, implying she's talking about Nick Fury, who we saw up in outer space on a scroll ship at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home. So I think that's where we're going to see her story go next. And then let's talk about that last stinger of the last episode where Wanda, well, first of all, she took over a whole town, enslaved a whole city, and then got the heck out of there <laughs> before anybody could do anything to her. She's like, P- sorry. Sorry I ruined all your lives and tortured you for weeks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> just took off. And everybody was like, oh, M- oh, Wanda. <laughs> Wanda. Monica. Um, uh, Kat Dennings, who just disappears. There's no resolution to her character at all. They're like, "Yeah, she left. <laughs> She's gone." But anyway.
1: Yeah, that that to me I was like, "What?" What it, was her contract? Like she like her screen time, she she already Yeah, she who already, knows. She she crashes into
0: Hayward and then that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all you see from her from this episode. She didn't even she didn't even get like a concussion or nothing from ramming him at full speed in the ice cream truck. But anyway, the the last scene we get uh, shows you know uh, a nice open sort of like a uh, rocky mountainscape sort of field nice lakes snow everywhere and there's a a cabin on the edge of this lake and you see wanda and her jammy jams uh, probably <laughs> sipping some h- hot cocoa or something like that you know on the on the front porch and uh she goes back in and the camera sort of pans behind her follows her into the house. And then she, you know, sits down, uh, by her little fireplace thing and the camera continues. And then we see, uh, the Scarlet witch floating in the bedroom, reading, uh, the dark hold doing her crazy magic, uh, studying up, uh, similar to Dr. Strange, you know, in the astral plane studying, in Doctor Strange, while he was sleeping, uh, there was a scene of Doctor Strange that was like that. And then we get her children crying in the distance, Ma'am! Ma'am! Help me! <laughs> and then cut to black. So maybe her children are still alive? Even though they were just, you know, results of her magic. They weren't real to begin with, but... Who knows? What do you make of that Shaw?
1: Well, first of all, I have a theory that where she is at right now is another location in the Wanda Maximov uh, um, I guess comic book history. So I, I think she's on, uh, it's either called Mount one, uh, Wondagore or Wondagore mountain. It's, it's referred to both ways, but, um, that's a very common spot for her to live. Uh, um, and I recall in the comic books, she even had like, at one point there was like a, a cow, like a, sort of like a, a humanoid cow that lived with her. So, I mean, things got a little crazy. She lived with, uh, Pietro, this cow lady, um, the wizard, Agatha Harkness yeah. and, I'm, I think I'm forgetting somebody, but
0: anyways. um, The wizard, that was your name in high school. That's right. That's what they called you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> anyways, okay. uh, so- I, I was really excited about that. And here's the thing though. I was kind of like laughing to myself. Like he was doing the astral studying because he needed to sleep. Like I highly doubt that he was doing the studying I'm talking about Dr. Strange. I highly doubt Dr. Strange was doing studying while he was doing something while he was awake. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was weird that <laughs> she didn't, she wanted to make sure she, she still cut out some me time, you know, <laughs> she's on this mountain and it's not like she's like awake in the next or sleeping in one room and then doing the astral thing in another room. No, she's just sitting on her front porch, drinking some hot cocoa, as you said, And then in the other room, she's doing studying. So it's like she didn't want to miss out on that (laughs) (laughs) self-care.
0: I interpret it as that, like, just in case somebody's watching her or keeping an eye on her or something like that. She's like, look, I'm just out here in my jammies. Just enjoying some hot cocoa. Extra marshmallows. (laughs) Don't mind me. (laughs) Uh, But maybe she does need some me time. Um, Okay. So we're running out of time, Shaf. We're getting, we're getting there, so let's just uh, do some quick hits. Agatha Harkness, uh, that was the prediction that everybody made. It's good. Agnes is Agatha Harkness. And, of course, Agatha all along yeah. when that uh, theme song hit number one on iTunes for a day on the digital charts. You know I paid $1.99 for that. All the remixes online. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, I really liked her character. Uh, Catherine Hahn is great in everything I've seen Absolutely. her in. Um, and – I like that they did not kill her, Shaf. I thought they were going to kill her. But I was like, you can't kill a character like that. And, of course, she just put her back into her uh, neighbor, neighborly, nosy neighbor trance. Uh, so she's essentially being tortured <laughs> in this in this personality of hers yeah. uh, until if and when she ever escapes from it. But
1: at least they didn't kill no, her. No, I was so glad about that, too. I said that to Sarah. I was like, you know, this is great. They, they basically just put her on a shelf. The best, best thing you can do with a villain is just put her on a shelf. Let, that way you can use her later. You never know what kind of storyline, especially with Agatha normally being a mentor to Wanda. And they kind of set it up to be that's how she'll be inclusive in the future is she's like, well, if you need me, she's like, if I need you, I know exactly where to find you. Like, absolutely, they're coming back to this. And then, and then so. Agatha gave her a warning. She said, you don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've unleashed. So
0: she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. She said, yeah, that's, that's a tall order right there. That's Dr. Strange. You guys, <laughs> just in case you didn't get that. Um, I, I did like, maybe the she'll kids. be back for the next Dr. Yeah, Strange.
1: I did really like the kids. Um, my only issue is if they're going to be in the next movie, I hope they're filming that movie now because kids grow fast and they're not going to look like, uh, themselves, from this,
0: that's all right. They they already said that they just grow up. They're like, yeah, they they sneeze and they grow a, a, a half a foot. That's
1: true. You're so. right. That actually really is a good angle.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're not real, <laughs> so they can really pretty much do whatever they want. They could cast Keenan and Cal <laughs> as a uh, as the kids. Oh, and the last thing I wanted
1: um, to mention, which I loved, is that they finally gave Wanda a very comic accurate outfit. As the Scarlet Witch, with her whole yeah. headpiece, like we got a glimpse of it with the Halloween thing, and a lot of us thought that was going to be it, like that was our great nod. But no, the way she ends, the costume she will have going forward in the MCU is super duper comic accurate, and I love
0: that. Yeah, that was uh, at the very end went right before she bails, or no, right as she bails on the city to fly away. So she's in her street clothes. And she goes, okay, I'm out of here, peace. And then she like, all her clothes changed to her superhero outfit and then she flew away. <laughs> that made me laugh. She's like, hold on, got to change. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm the Scarlet Witch. Let's fly. <laughs> like, why did you change your clothes just to fly away? It's cooler. <laughs> just, like, just showing off at that yeah, point. Yeah, she's like, she's it's like, cooler. She's like, I messed with all of you and now check on out my outfit, peace. <laughs> you don't look back at an explosion. You just keep walking like a
1: cool person.
0: Yeah. I thought uh, WandaVision was a great way to uh, start Phase 4 of the MCU. Probably a lot better than Black Widow. Just saying. Um, Of course, we'll find that out when that comes uh, later this year, supposedly. Um, But now we have a a short week break, Shaf. We're going to get the making of next week. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Coming up the following week. Okay, real quick. Before we uh, end this podcast, let's talk about the Vision, Shaf, series of comics. Um, friend of the show, your arch nemesis, new dad, Vactor, sent you and I both copies of the entire run of the vision. Uh, very great series. Uh, a few nods, uh, from WandaVision to this series are in there, like, uh, vision being called a toaster, for example. It was one that stuck out to me. Uh, but the premise is, Shaf, is that the vision... Oh, we're gonna spoil the vision, just in case you want to read that, you guys... The, the premise behind these stories is that the Vision is trying to make a life for himself. He's forged himself a wife. He's forged himself uh, two kids. Uh, and he is living in the suburbs, just trying to live the everyday suburban life. But that's tough uh, when you're a, a synthesoid Shaw. It's true. Uh, every time I hear the word synthesoid or think the word synthesoid, I always think of the show Freakazoid.
1: Remember that show? <laughs> yes,
0: I do. But I think of it like the theme song. Where the theme song would be like, freakazoid, freakazoid, <laughs> synthesoid, synthesoid. <laughs> I don't know why my mind goes there. Um, what did you think of the series? This
1: is an excellent
0: comic. It really is.
1: Thank you, Vector. Um, I never thought I would be thanking my arch nemesis, but really, you've got some good taste in comics to, to send us this. Um, I thought it was super dark. It was not what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be a very light, cheery thing about the vision. No. I mean, talk about, like, the dark side of suburbia and all, all, like, the dark shit that people get into, your neighbors and conflict within people. I mean, you really felt for, even though his family was artificial, there was so much about them that was so human. Like, they're... Um, their desire to fit in uh, their responses, what they started to kind of become passionate about throughout the, the uh, story. Um, There was one, there was one part and I'm trying to find it within here that really stuck out to me as being just such an interesting way to display it. It's when vision is being, I think he's being interrogated and he's Mm -hmm. thinking about, yes, he's being interrogated by the FBI local
0: police, I think. Oh,
1: just, yeah. I'm sorry. Just the police. Uh, he's being brought in because of a neighbor, a uh, neighbor's boy having been shot and yeah. killed. And he's talking about the 37 times that he's saved the world. And you get mm-hmm. to see a sort of like a recap of it and maybe some pictures here or there. And I just, it, it made me want to read all of those stories. Like all of those (laughs) moments that vision was there and helped save the day. Like I wish in that moment I could double click on that panel and then like that whole, that whole issue would pop out and I'd be able to, to read all about all of the various times that Ultron and vision went, uh, went up against each other. Or um, when he dealt with the Sentinel strike or Mephisto or Emperor doom or the Korvac saga, like, her
0: Ultron again Uh, and over again. That was funny. Yeah,
1: that was funny. Like I would have loved that. Um, but vision just tried so hard to fit into suburbia and like he ended up getting like his family in order to fit in, they had to be just as, um, just as flawed is the best way Mm -hmm. I, I could describe it.
0: Um, my favorite uh, part of the series, just sort of jumping ahead a little bit, but it's towards the end. It's when um, the the vision's half-brother Victor comes to live with them and it's revealed that he is actually spying on the vision for the Avengers uh, and he is caught by the vision's son. Well I'm t- why am I blanking on the son's name? Vin. It was Vin. It's all V names, it's easy to get mixed up. Um and as such uh Victor kills Vin and then the vision at that point essentially just snaps and decides I am going to take Victor's life because he took my son's life and him approaching the prison complex where Victor's at and then the Avengers confronting him and he says I I would appreciate your assistance or no. What does he say? I, I appreciate your permission to to do this, but I do not require your permission. Um. I'm forgetting the, the phrasing that he used, but essentially he, <laughs> he was, he would say, listen, I'm going to do this, but I don't need your blessing because I'm going to do this. And it continues to show the Avengers going after vision and the vision, just wiping the floor with all the Avengers uh to get to to get to his half brother And I, I really liked that. And it's, and then the twist at the end, which we all, which was mostly explained by that point that his wife uh, had rewired the vision to do this, to take out the Avengers because she herself could not take out the Avengers. So she had tricked her husband to doing this so she could kill Victor. Man, I was like, I couldn't, those last like four issues, yeah, I could not put the thing down. <laughs> I was just like, this is, ama- this is such a good story. Like, shit is hitting the fan. I love it. And I just, I just like was glued to it. And then I read the last two issues again, or the last two issues chapters or whatever you want to call them again because i was like man i can go back and read this again <laughs> this was re- it was really good and i really liked this doesn't have anything to do with the story but i really liked at the end of the graphic novel where they were showing the uh the process of the cover art you know the ideas for the cover art yes and how they came to the ideas for the covers i i sat and looked at that probably for like 20 minutes just like looking at every single one being like man these are so good and just like comparing um, How did this differ? How did this differ? The art is amazing. Um, I really liked the character design in this. The whole series was great. The whole series was really great. Oh, yeah. Totally
1: recommend it. I would say to go on Amazon and buy it, except that apparently uh, Vactor got the last two copies for us.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, apparently it's hard to get because of WandaVision being so popular. Yeah,
1: So I would say your better bet is to either pay a lot more money and find it like where private sellers are going, or check your local comic book shop. I I th- I'm pretty sure, and I haven't. I'm going tomorrow. There's a comic book shop here in Windsor, Heroes and Horrors, and I'm supposed to try to pick up this uh, this exact graphic novel for Darth Vibert. So wish me luck, fellow
0: geeks. I hope it's still uh, there. Also, uh, Marvel has a subscription service, and I know uh, the digital versions are available. Ah, there you go. So if you want to read it, but if you're not a stickler for, you know, a physical copy, you can still read it, but physical copies might be a little hard to get right now. Whew, but that is The Vision. Again, would recommend, uh, but of course at this point you've heard to spoil the whole thing, so <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, just, you know, use your own judgment, but definitely still would recommend uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of Geek So To Speak, you guys. it's uh, We made it a little over two hours, but we did it. It was worth it, you guys. Um, if you're not following us on social media already, go ahead and follow us. You uh, heard all our Geek So To Speak handles during the break. But if you are looking to find us on social media as individuals, by all means, you're more than welcome. You can follow Shof on Instagram and Facebook at Schaff V. Oh, that's S H O F F V is in voice O is in over, and you can follow all his voiceover shenanigans. You can find <laughs> me on social media. Uh, I am at Wonder Rob W O N D E R R O B on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can follow our corrections department on Instagram and Twitter. Also, uh, M A R C V I. That's not that's not how you spell his name. It's at M A R C. V-I-B-B-E-R-T. I almost said Vactor, <laughs> <laughs> who is your arch nemesis. But you know what? Let's give him a shout-out, too. You. you can follow Shaff's arch nemesis and new dad, Vector on Instagram and Twitter, at Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R. Uh, next week, Shaf, will be back. Um, I forget what we're reviewing next week. We It's already set in stone, but I forget what it's called.
1: Well, actually, we have a choice to make. So it's either going to be Boss Level, which is the new movie that just came out on Hulu, or mm-hmm. – Darth Vibbert, uh, um, our corrections department, actually gifted both of us Howard the Duck.
0: Oh, geez. Oh, geez. We might have to save Howard the Duck for a rainy day, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. So, unless we really got a hankering for some duck tits, well,
1: you never know. Here's the thing I've never seen all of Howard the Duck. So, this would be a geek movie treasure. Oh, it's a torture. Oh, it's a torture.
0: It's a torture. Okay. It's not a geek movie treasure. Okay. <laughs> it's a torture. Okay, well, that, then we, uh, we well,
1: definitely will review it, but maybe it might not be next week. Maybe boss level yeah. will
0: be next week. Yeah, we're going to boss level uh, for next week, unless we change our minds, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier the next week. We'll see what's coming up after that. We might get into, uh, or actually, the week after that might be... Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. Yeah, it might be Snyder Cut week. Man, we got we got a lot of geek content coming up you guys so just make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed leave us a review on itunes or whatever platform uh lets you leave a review and tell your friends because we are the number one geek news podcast on apple Podcasts. if you um don't count non-english speaking geek news podcasts so (laughs) just keep that in mind any last words shot before we get the heck out of here uh no no none except
1: uh we will see you next week same geek time. Same
0: geek channel.
1: Take care, everybody. We love you.
0: Dark chaos magic. Bring me a pizza.
2: <laughs> you guys are fucking lame. <laughs>
0: Who's been messing up everything? Street. It's been Agatha all along long. She's insidious. <laughs> so perfidious that you haven't even noticed. And the pity is the pity is. Piti- 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 it's too late to fix anything now that everything has gone wrong. It's been all along. And I killed Sparky, too.